Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British. We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. February 1st, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Corey Price here. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday. We're going to talk about the disappointing loss last night for Kentucky basketball. Nick Roush, how are you? Disappointed. I had a lot of fun until I did it. Yeah. Until I did it. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad game. We'll talk all about it. Scoots, what's up? Oh, you know, me. I'm, I'm awake. I'm here. It's Thursday. Ready to go. It is Thursday. That's the only good thing about when UK basketball plays on Wednesday. If they happen to lose, at least you don't have to stew have in to it linger. Yeah, as yeah. long. Corey, what's up? How are you? Uh, kind of sound like Nick. It was uh, uh, last night sucked. So yeah, yeah. Not not what we were looking for. UK had every chance to win that game. One free throw from Rob Dillingham late would absolutely have done it. But there were several other chances as well. Nick Roush went to the game. He was at Rupp Arena. And, uh, you, you hope- I was also doing the thing, too, where I was like, it's not to say I was tired, but, you know, looking ahead to driving home, dropping Dad off, writing the morning post. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's get the win. Get out of here. And then he hits the three, and you're just like, what? I'm going to be here 20 more minutes, and this team looks really tired. I don't. I don't know how this is going to end well. And it did not. It did not. So, um, it was a lot of fun being there, though. They had the the little chihuahua that crawls all over the, the guy, and he had a little basketball goal. I can't and he believe they the lost goal. with the little chihuahua there. He did Scooby? The little, he did the little spin, 360 dunk, and so dunked cool. the little Nerf ball. So cool. How, how, how can you lose when Scooby's in the house? That's terrible. It's, it's terrible. It just did, makes matters worse. Did the dog poop on the court like they did at... at at Louisville at Yum. No, for, well, that's only it. A lot of people poop on the court at Uville. Oh, including themselves. Yeah, well, we, we can't really talk. After, I know after, it, after blowing a game last night because you're at home. You're at home. You're just you're at home. You don't like. I, yeah, you got to take care of business at home. It was fun. <laughs> I, you know, when you go ahead that put back, I'm high fiving strangers. Right, like it, it was just it was a great atmosphere. There weren't a whole lot of empty seats at all at Rupp. Um, it was such a good day. I met up with some of my college buddies. Uh, we went to our old watering hole that we frequented quite a bit 10 years ago. Um, 
It was also very funny that one of my friends has been engaged since October. They work together still pretty regularly. And he was like, yeah, guys, uh, so uh, fiance made these for you. Y'all want to be in the wedding? We're like, yeah. And he's like, wait, you're getting engaged? Dude, that was it was four months ago. And you, you work together. You see each other all the time. You live here. How did you not know he was engaged? Idiot. <laughs> well, good. What, what, was, what was the watering hole? Uh, campus pub, mm. which it uh, that was right by my college house. We'd go up there frequently. It has not changed much aesthetically. You know, they've uh, the 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 walls look a little bit. They've improved that uh, menu. Not nearly as deep of a menu as it used. To. It used to have like a that may not be a bad thing. Right, right, right. I, I thought the same thing as well. And yeah. you know what we got was fine. There's some wings to on it. It's bar food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Uh, again, sounds like a nice day until the end of the game, and that was a. It was a nerve-wracking game, but it was fun. It was enjoyable to watch. Teams were scoring. It was getting up and down. It You, you never really felt too comfortable, which I, I, I like UK games where you do feel comfortable. But it was there was exciting components to that game from start to finish. And unfortunately, UK was on the wrong side of it. But it's not just as simple as, oh, well, shucks. You lost a game. Go move on, and everything could be okay. Everything could be okay. They may, it may, but that's a bad loss. That loss is going to hurt you in a lot of different ways. Doesn't have to be the end all be all, but that loss is going to stick with you in your SEC standings. Which it is no guarantee that UK gets the double buy. UK yeah, could be yeah. playing on Thursday in the SEC tournament. They're tied with it, the, as the fifth seed right now, and the schedule not getting any easier. No, it's... You got a road trip at Auburn, you play Alabama, you got a road trip at Tennessee, you host Tennessee on Saturday. There, there was a chance last night that even if you had... All, if your only two losses the rest of the season were at Tennessee and at Auburn, which I think UK fans, they circle those as losses and they think UK should have a chance in every other game, which is which is fair, and that should still probably be the case last night. And UK could still want at Auburn or Tennessee. I, I don't anticipate it happening, but it's not impossible. But they could have even lost just those two games and still maybe not won the SEC. The UK has a more difficult schedule than other teams, and they were already, at that point, a game back. Now they're two games back. It's just not overly realistic to think that... that, I mean, it's, it's still mathematically possible, but it's not overly realistic to think that it's actually going to happen, and that's a bummer. Because we had set our sights and goals on the chance to be able to win the SEC regular season. This is Kentucky basketball, darn it. And it should be a realistic goal, especially when you have like six first-rounders or five or six draft picks, I should say. Several first-rounders. Mm-hmm. So, not good. Not not good. Now, does a loss in January in overtime in a game where you didn't have your starting point guard and you had every chance in the world to be able to win the game is that the end of the world? Should people panic because you didn't come out on top then? Probably not, but there's an overall sense with the UK fan base we're just kind of sick of getting our hopes up a bit. And I can relate to that. I, I can relate to that. It, it feels like this team's better than that. It seems better than this loss, it right? Be. And the other part of this too, TJ, is when you have the close losses, Kansas, that's the one that comes to mind. I mean, they pulled another Kansas. We can excuse Kansas away as a fan base more. It 
I don't like doing it, but we can more often because it's the third game of the year. It's November. This team is finding themselves. Blah, blah, blah. It's February 1st. Okay. It's February 1st. The, fit, figure out how to close the game. Figure out how to close the half. You're up 10 points before halftime. You let him go on a quick 5-0 run, and then you give up six points. You're down <laughs> before I, like the 18-17 like the minute mark. I could believe it, but I also couldn't believe it. When UK got that 10-11 point lead, they were rocking and rolling. Like, yeah. It was fun. Everything felt good. And then you blinked and it was, it was the 18-minute mark and they were losing. It was, you blinked and it was halftime. You were like, ah, you should be up more. But okay, they had a little run there. Just start the second half good and you'll be fine. Yeah, and then you, you all of a sudden you're down and you're just like, what the hell just happened? They had all the momentum in the world and just like that, you're back to, to square one. And it never really got out of the square one phase of the remainder of the game. UK was never able to get comfortable uh, the, the, the final you know 30 seconds the final minute you felt like Kentucky should win the game but they weren't able to pull away at any point and you felt like their chance to be able to pull away was probably right there at the end of the first half and to start the second half and instead a common theme for this team is struggling at the end of halves and at the end of games we're going to talk Calipari we're going to talk coaching I know it's the top a lot of, a lot of people are frustrated the anti-cal folks are Revved up, ready to go. But I, I, I don't blame... It's, to, it's a delicate line to dance here. I don't blame him really for any of the specifics of last night. If you think he should have fouled, you're entitled to your opinion. That was a tough spot with like 16 seconds left. You don't want to foul too early where it's just like, well, you're giving them a free two points with you know 12 seconds to go. And you don't want to foul too late where they're shooting and you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar and they get three free throws. I'm, you just need to get a stop, and you need to not have Reed Shepard playing five feet off the dude on the perimeter who's hit six threes this game. Especially when it's a three-point game. But uh, my argument is, yes, it, it can be tricky, but Florida was dribbling at the top of the key with nine on the clock. Like That's an easy time to just like, all right, go go be aggressive, overly aggressive, and if you just so happen to foul him while you're diving at the ball. Even nine seconds is a lot of time to do that. Even eight seconds is a lot of time to do that. You make both free throws, they're still just going to foul, and you're going to go back to the other end. And then you're going to get Antonio but, Reeves to shoot free throws or Reed Shepard instead of Rob Dillingham. Ideally, but it'd still be a three-point game at that point. But then your case, just making the argument for you, at that point, all right, six or seven seconds left. You have Reed or Rob or Reeves go shoot the free throws. They make both of them. It's a three-point game again with six seconds left. That's better situation for fouling in that spot, right? Yeah. So that would be, you could say, just play it out then. All right, you know, you foul seven or eight seconds and they make their free throws. You foul, you hope to make yours. Play it out. Now the flip side of that is what if you miss one of your free throws again? UK struggled from the line last night. Then then you bring losing and regulation into the equation. And I, I, I think they should have fouled, but I'm not just going to like instantly blame. Basketball's tough. Darned if you do, darned if you don't. Sports are tough. You can second guess a lot of these decisions. At the end of the day, you just needed to get a stop, and you needed to guard their three point shooters out on the perimeter. Well, and they didn't do it, and they didn't do it. And so, if you want to blame coaching, if you want to blame Cal for having your guys in these positions, that's where I can get on board with it. The single issues last night, Cal didn't miss that free throw for Rob Dillingham at the line. Cal wasn't 0 5. Trey Mitchell from three, where you, if he just well, has a C game. Here's my argument, TJ. How many guys played 30-plus minutes? 33-plus minutes? A ton. Five of them. Did anybody else play more than 15? No. 
He played. He, he went from playing way too many people and subbing all the time to not playing anybody. See, and I know like part we just of it. Can't, we can't. Like that's no, just you're no, you're too smart to do this. Yeah, though. No, 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 no. There's an in between, TJ. All right. There's an in between. Trey Mitchell exhausted. He has no legs on any of his shots. You could see it. The first. I mean, it was clear, it was clear as mud. Can you just like get Bradshaw to give him two minutes? Can you get? And I know. Part of my my biggest part of the argument was like a dude played well when he was in. Why didn't he go back in? And then I guess he got a boo boo again and is reaggravated it. I don't know. Yeah, but, poor he. It stinks. He it, can't. He can't. It, stay some healthy. of it there. It is their hands are tied. But it it like, <laughs> I I think he might have overcorrected just a little bit uh, because Reed Shepard doesn't. I I feel like that's a mental mistake that you make when you don't come out of the game for one second at all. Like, there wasn't one time where you couldn't steal a 30 seconds before a media timeout where Rob and Reeves are in and Reed just, like, catches his breath. Like, there, there was some of that where I'm like, can we not – Can because that that was the the part at, over like, going in overtime where I was just like, well, they're cooked because they're, they're gassed. Well, when it went to overtime, every UK fan, understandably and realistically so, was probably just like, ugh, this isn't – that, this isn't where we want to be. You had the game one. You didn't have it. You knew Kentucky was running out of gas, like you said. And Adu, he goes out in the second half with 10 minutes to go. He comes – we don't see him again, Roush, the rest of regulation. He comes in in overtime at the two-minute, 21-second mark, and he barely lasts a minute. Mm-hmm. He's in there for 67 and seconds. And it was basically just because the, the idiot refs, Idiotville, they, they get all these guys from Idiotville. Remember when – the refs stopped to play while Kentucky was in transition and a guy's hurt on the other end of the floor. Yes. Rob's hurt underneath the basket. He rolls his ankle up a little bit. He slides out of the way and then ends up getting up, contesting a shot, and there Kentucky's running, and then they just stop the play. It's like, no, he's good now. He's running up the court. Like I was uh, nobody knew why they stopped on TV. Yeah, and the commentators like, Well, it looks like Rob may be cramping a little bit. But like you couldn't see him in that moment when they in stopped the, the play. Yeah, yeah, it was just so we were. I was wondering, but the the announcers and you know Jay Billis, you can get that crew. I know people can get frustrated with them or annoyed with them. I thought they did a fine job. Um, it was more like, well, you gotta guard that open three point shooter. Yes, Jay, we know, we we know, we know. That was I. But, but again, we're gonna talk Cal. I mm-hmm. get it. People are frustrated with him, but. Roush, my disappointment in him is more with the preparation where this team's at than any X and O last night specifically. Like the fouling stuff, the calling the timeout after Florida hit the three, there's three seconds left. Yeah. Now, only yeah. this UK team would find a way to still turn that ball over and give Florida the shot at the win at the buzzer and not UK, which like... What are you doing? And, right. and why, the end of the halves is specifically on Cal. This, do you think this team has a bad basketball IQ? Yeah. So why do they in the final two minutes of each half? What happened? I don't think they do. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they're it not as smart as I think like they it, are. But they just they in the halves will make you change your mind. Yeah, at least me. It's horrible, and that's got to be on coaching. Do you have to call all your timeouts and hold their hands through them to be like, "Hey guys, it's the final two minutes. Let's not be dumb." On the flip side, though, I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly what it is besides maybe just the pressure getting to them, and that's that's unfortunate. What's not unfortunate is this breakfast sandwich Nick Roush just devoured, inhaled across the the way from me, across the table. So good. From Thornton's. You can get yours today. I got a little Thornton's lunch before doing the Spears show yesterday. It's nice being able to walk out of a store 
have your lunch for about five bucks. It feels like the old days, right? Where you can get your sandwich, you can get your 89 cents, 32 ounce drink, you can buy a bag of chips, five or six bucks about at Thornton's, and you'll save money each and every time. If you're a Refresher Rewards member, you'll save money at the pump as well. Man, I love I that you don't have to carry a little card. You can just punch in your number at the pump, and it'll be like, oh, here's your 10 cents off. Bada boom, bada bing. I, uh, it, it fueled me on my way home last night, too. 89 cent Mountain Dew. Diet, diet Dew. Did it fuel the car? It did not. I couldn't pour it in the car. Well, you no, put, you the, put gasoline. The, gas, the gasoline in the car. did the that fuel. You were fueled with the goodies inside. Your car fueled with the gasoline. Well, it didn't need it because I had already fueled up on the way out there. It's like three thorn stops. But had it in needed short it. order. Oh, would have been in there like swimwear. My refreshing rewards app. Uh, driving to Alabama today too. So oh, man, fun turnaround. But it, what? Oh yeah, you're going to see family. Though. Yeah, this is yeah. pleasure, not work. Right, right, right. Well, I'm sure there's a recruit down there you could meet up with. I'm sure there's a, get, get busy. Do you care about your job? Yeah, like there, there's a big high school by them. Get, there's, get there's, some football players. <laughs> what if you just went to the near high school? Do you and have like, any football recruits? <laughs> I'm a reporter, and I would like to know. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, put on a hat that says has a reporter card in it. All right, my reporter hat, hey? Corey, do you agree or disagree with anything we said about Thornton's? Not about the UK game, just specifically uh, about Thornton. It's wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. Salsaritas is amazing. And we're talking uh, about Thornton's. Insert other sponsor is. And we're talking fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, how do you do? You, what what we've summarized in the first twenty minutes about the game? Do you disagree strongly with any of it? Anything that really struck a chord with you? No, I, I agree with Nick. Uh, a lot of guys played way way too many minutes. I just looked uh, in the Cal era. Um, Reed's only one of four guys that played in every minute. In a game that went to um, overtime, uh, Wall, Ulysses, and Briscoe were the only, 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 only ones that did that. So, um, yeah. Uh, but who else are you playing? Uh, true. I mean, DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards. We were all so excited to see UK at full strength. And yep. not that it matters. I do think UK wins if they're at full strength last night. It stinks that they weren't. Especially they, with DJ. They should have won even not being at full strength. We're not excusing away the loss. It was a bad loss. But if this team could get. And I was conflicted at the in the post game. Uh, going, I we did the Dash Clips post game show, KRC post game show on Twitter. Make sure or X or whatever you want to call it. Make sure you're following along after each and every UK game. But afterwards, I couldn't sleep obviously, so I went back and read the Calipari transcript. He, a lot of people were frustrated, Roush, with a bunch of different things he said. He said the game was lost at the free throw line. Florida had seven more points at the free throw line. He said otherwise, UK won every other statistical category in which Florida's coach, when he got up to the press box, he was like, well, that's actually untrue, um, which it was, it was untrue. Florida had more rebounds than, than Kentucky. They had as many assists. They had as many turnovers. So it's like, where did UK actually, where did UK win the box score, Cal? So uh, you can disagree with some of the things that he said, but his overall sentiment, we just need to get healthy. Sadly, that's just isn't that just what this probably comes down to? They just yeah, but that's, they, that's they need a, to get healthy. I know, but we can't. We, it's I, I agree. You're like I don't. That's not an, an excuse. To, like that doesn't make me feel any better. No, it doesn't no. change. Like hey, one guy made seven threes. Guard his ass. Make him dribble. Make him dribble. Especially on the last possession. Make him dribble, and <laughs> he wasn't hunting shots inside the perimeter. And Reed he, he jumped didn't, at he didn't him make a lot. A, he didn't make a two. He only shot one two. Like you're right, he wasn't looking at twos at all. Everything Not was the perimeter. At all. And the 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 other part of this too, 
Uh, Reed had scored a career high of 24 points. I think only four of them came in the last 15 minutes or so because he was just chasing that guy around the whole time. Not successfully either. Exactly. Can we can we get somebody else to chase him around? And again, early in the game, I think they, they maybe would have Reeves on him, but foul trouble, maybe trying to protect him a little bit. But yeah. Well, then the they put Reeves on the, on the guy who was driving, Cullen, um, because he, he Calvin said he was tired of giving up those drives. Um, but I, I do think there is something to... Like you just can't expect Kentucky to win games without DJ Wagner. He hasn't played twice. They've lost both. Both were home games to teams they shouldn't have lost. Like this team is, I mean, they're nothing without him. You would think they'd be able to keep the boat afloat at home, but he's he's their closer. He's able to finish through contact. Yep. And it's not to it's not to say any ill will on Rob or Reed and their ability to score. Period. But in crunch time. Things slow down, and DJ's the most trusted shot creator, the most trusted offensive creator to get guys open looks. And, you know, I that that's the biggest part of it. The other part is just the, the entire game flow. There was so many opportunities for Kentucky to throw daggers, as Cal would say. A million. I mean, and just... I mean, what was that one time where so you many go open threes where it's like if you hit that you're you can exhale you, yeah it's not the game isn't necessarily over but like you feel comfortable about it, things. it hits three every part of the rim and then boings out or and then florida was, would come down and hit a three or florida would come down and get an and one it was just like the, oh my goodness. the one time where you go had was it what well, four th- chances yeah. right from point blank range and and that would have given him a four point lead and you're like Dude, just do it but hell i was why I, I had him on i was watching triple double watch i kept elbowing my dad like a couple more blocks here. A couple more blocks. He was close. It was a hell of a game. And thirteen, sixteen, again, and like, eight. That's the if Rob Dillingham hits that free throw, and you don't, and you're not blaming it specifically on Rob, but that was one way to literally, you you had done enough at that point. Make that free throw. The game's over. You miss it. Well, now you haven't done enough, and they make you pay on the other end. But if he hits that free throw and Kentucky wins this game, the storyline today is Ugo. It's how dominant he was. UK's found their answer at the five. How much better can he get over the next month and a half? And this could get fun. And that's why, because of one free throw, I'm not I'm not selling the team. I'm not selling the season. I don't think they're going to well, win the SEC regular season, and that bums me out a little bit. But I still think Roush and March, this team, can beat anybody, and they can win a national championship, and they can make a hell of a run. So... I am 100% with you because, A, there's no other alternative um, in my mind. B, um, I'm just sick of saying that. And I think that's fair because we've done this five years in a row. Yeah, we want want a dominant regular season. The Ty Ty Washington team looked like they were doing that for us, and then they fell apart late, and they didn't do it. So we didn't get it then, and it's been a while. And in the postgame show, Brian, one of the listeners, he made a great point of just how this is becoming – all too familiar, and that's he just wants something different, and that, and we're not going to get into like a big grandiose Calipari change or not change. We'll do that after the season, and gladly you'll have to. Mm-hmm. And I and just to be consistent with this, I've said that this is kind of a make or break year for me. The last few years, Calipari, he's done it every which way. He's done the transfers; it didn't work. He's done the he's had great players; it has worked. So, all right, you'll get back to getting great players. This is going to be the year for that. And it's true. This was the year for that. Seemingly the year for that. And if it doesn't work this year, Roush, it's like what other corner can the the, the 
staunchest Calipari defenders, which I am a Calipari defender. It's like, where can they go? If it doesn't work with the transfers and the grad players and the experienced players, and then it doesn't work also with the young superstar NBA players, maybe it just doesn't work. And the crux of the Calipari debate comes down to this, and this is why it's so it's a lightning rod of conversation, of debate. There are people, and I fall in this line, that say he is getting an NBA talent, he's getting star players, and that wins. That It doesn't always win, but more times than not, that wins. The players that have the highest ceilings usually have the best seasons in college basketball. Not always, but most of the time. I like that UK is in that conversation every single year. I like thinking I have a chance every single year. The last two years of the Tubby Smith era in 06 and 07, both tournament teams, you knew neither one had a chance come like January, really probably December. And those seasons just weren't fun because of that. Losing home games to Florida, I promise you, is not fun. But I still, and maybe I'm dumb, I still think this UK team can win a championship. I thought the team last year could make the Final Four if the bracket broke the right way for them. I thought it did, actually. Kansas State had a tricky guard that I knew UK would struggle to defend. But Antonio Reeves doesn't go one of 16, you you probably win that game. 2022, we definitely thought that UK team could win until, well, the St. Peter's game happened. So there's a lot in the sand, and there's people that say, I like having great talent. I like thinking we have a chance. And then the other side of the sand is the people that say, the results just aren't there, though. Yeah, the results that, that, just aren't I mean, there. Having a chance isn't doing it. And, and that, that's the that's the part of it where um, I I had the thought the other day. It did do it, and yeah. now it's not doing it. Right, right. And so um, it's like, oh, I'm going back to this watering hole 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> why do I have so many great memories here? Because, oh, yeah, that was when the Aaron Harrison run started. Mm-hmm. It was Aaron Harrison's great story. And, you know, I, I, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, man, I – it's just never going to be better. So, like, I, I don't, I personally don't hurt and get as worked up as I used to. Cause, like, frankly, I just couldn't live my life if I got as into it as I used to. Like, I, I would just be, I, I got I, too much going on to live and die by it as much as I used to and to be as angry and as pissed off as I used to after a loss. But in my mind, it's like, I always wondered how much time did, did Aaron Harrison's run by, by Cal? And the answer is about nine years. Right, because we're going on year ten. They went to the final four the following year, and this would be longer than the Tubby drought if they don't go this year. Correct? Mm. The that from well, oh, not yeah, ninety eight to oh eight, oh seven, and he left in oh seven. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that and It'd be the that's same. When I people, guess. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I pandemic guess, year thrown in there, but right, yeah. right, right. But still, you know, like that's sure. 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 Yeah, and that, and that, but that's why it's tricky. That's it's why the results. It's like, the well, people, you got to have the results. You the do. results got to follow. And the people that are on that side of the sand, that the results people, they're more willing and risky to roll the dice. And I think they fall back to work Kentucky basketball. We should make a good hire. We'll be okay. Right. And I think the people on the other line of the sand is it. it while we while we all agree we need results and we want Final Fours and championships, there's no guarantee that who you bring in is going to do better. They can do worse. We've seen worse at Kentucky. And you could do worse and not have as good as players, and maybe the whole thing's just not as fun. But UK fans collectively, whatever side of the sand you're on or whatever side of the line you're on, can default to, we just wanted a dominant regular season this year. We thought that the chips aligned to do that. We were patient after the UNC Wilmington loss. 
the Texas A&M loss was frustrating, but you could understand it. Even after South Carolina, people were really bummed about it, but it was all right. Like, a one seed was still on the table. Everything you wanted to accomplish, still on the table. And for whatever reason, last night, just I think it's strictly because of the fact that it's at home. If you flip the UK-Florida games where you lose that one on the road and you win the one at home, the outlooks are probably just weirdly much different. UK fans probably not as frustrated with the, the road loss in dramatic fashion, and they're thrilled with the home loss in the way that they did. But we are where we are, and I, I'm I'm bummed just like anybody else. But what I will not do is throw away the season. You'd be dumb to. This team's got some flaws. We know what they are. You see them in real time, and that's what makes it fr- so frustrating. It's like when you're watching a horror movie and you see the killer approaching. It's like, oh no, it's the end of the half. They're gonna they're gonna get got. Watch out! Watch out, Dillingham. Don't shoot another bad shot. Take your time. UK, try to go for a two and one. Don't take your time. Oh no, they're caught in the. They couldn't get the two and one. Oh yeah, they my got dad, nothing. Florida scored. Then my, you came back and got nothing. My dad's like, he can go for two for one here, and then he's like, well, I guess they aren't. Oh well, Florida scored so quick, maybe they can get a two for one. No, no, and, and they still did not. Nope. And I, I, to Dillingham's credit, he looked like he wanted to try to go for the two and one, and just nobody else was was vibing with him in terms of trying to look to be aggressive. Everybody else was kind of pulling up the reins. He was trying to look to see if he could get anything going. He couldn't, so then he pulled out and realized he was going to have to take his time. But I wouldn't let one free throw totally change your perspective of this UK team. Now, if you thought last night that they couldn't make a Final Four and you feel validated from last night, then that's that's fine. But I wouldn't let last night change your opinion. If you had already had your thoughts before, then that's all right. But basketball, it can be fickle. Sports, just one bounce, one call, one decision changes the entire outlook of the game. There was about 15 decisions last night that changed the entire outcome of the game. And it's a bummer. We hate being on the wrong side of this. We want Kentucky to be dominant. We want Kentucky to be a one seed but I still think this team can do a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's comparables to the 17 team. I think there's comparables to the 11 team. And there were rough spots in those regular seasons as well, but they 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 pay, they were paid with March moments. And at the end of the day, regardless of what happens over the next five weeks, which will get us to the SEC tournament, Roush, it all comes down to March Madness. Yeah. Even if you go in as a seven seed, even if you go in as an eight seed, even if you go in as a nine seed, if they do any of those things and they make a final four, are people going to care about a home loss to Florida last night? Absolutely not. No, there is something too, though. Um, I felt like Daniel Hager trying to get on your territory, Corey Price. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was a great stat he had. It was, yeah. Was last night the <laughs> last page of chapter two? Chapter no. Two. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I'm worried about a chapter. Yeah, I don't but, know. I don't know if it is or not because we just uh, the the chap chapter two was supposed to be everybody getting healthy, and then chapter three was everybody healthy, rocking and rolling. And it's like wait, I don't know if we're ever going to get to chapter three. Sixty six straight games um, was what Pete told me that Kentucky's not had a full health bill of roster. That is nuts. Games. Yeah, that is nuts. Of course, he had Locke yesterday. Be like, I would imagine every team's got some scholarship players out. I would think only 20% of all had all of them in. No, I would think like 90% of teams would have their whole teams healthy because like it's there are quote-unquote injuries, but 
not like severe ones people pray through. Uh, the stat I wanted to mention, though. Kentucky's losing starters. I yeah, mean, yeah. they didn't have a seven-footer for weeks. They didn't have a five for weeks. Now it's two games that they don't have a point guard. You still needed to win those games. I'm not excusing them away, but it is a reality. This team just is, has not been healthy. Unranked losses at Rupp Arena from 09 to 19, 10 years. There was four. In the five years since, there have been 12. Like Losing so games. Ranked at, to unranked? Just unranked losses. Losing to an unranked team. I do Period. wonder what the the Devin Askew team, how many of, of those account for. But still, losing home games, like, but that's a crazy in, in, stat. Either, in either sport, like on the f- people pay to go in person to watch these. It's it's, it's a fun time because mm-hmm. you leave with the win, right? Like that's that's where you get a lot of people happy, right? Winning the SEC tournament, a lot of people pay a lot of money to go have a great weekend in Nashville, kick a lot of ass. Kentucky fans love it. To flex on the rest of the conference. This and, is what UK fans hang their hat on. And we, the, the Been thing, too long. Yeah. Like the things that, that make fans the happiest, Kentucky hasn't been able to do as of late. So that, that fatigue's there, and I'm sure there's plenty of it on the, the Thornton sex line. But you had that game against Kansas, you gave it away. You had that game against A&M, you literally just threw it away. You had the game against Florida, and you gave it away. They're close. But I think Kentucky fans are, are sick of being close. This isn't – this is Kentucky. This isn't Illinois basketball where it's like, well, shucks, we're having fun, and I think we're heading down the right path. You want to be on the right path constantly, and it's just like, – losses like last night are frustrating, and they're not fun. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to some trivia. We see the morning grab-and-go texters. We're going to get to you, but we're going to lighten the mood with Corey Price's trivia next on Kentucky Roll Call. Roll oh, okay. What if it was a sad trivia? Run a trot line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you. We deserve it. When you blow a game, a home game, you get the We Suck Again drop from Scoots. Scoots, you're just loving it. You're loving seeing us just, be miserable. Absolutely Kiss, kiss my ass, Scoots. Absolutely not. No, this show is way more fun when Kentucky wins. And I've, I've told Gil that several times. It, it just is. I, I don't like when y'all lose. What I used Gil, to. What did Gil think about the loss last night? Oh, uh, he was he human. Was, he was pretty fired up, yeah. not Not too happy. Welcome back. He would have. He actually kept it on in overtime when when Kentucky was down like four, and I don't. I mean, I don't think he would have watched the last minute, minute and a half, maybe even two minutes of overtime if I wasn't sitting there. So yeah, he was pretty ticked. They just had to go ahead and make that three, and then steal the inbounds to just be like, oh, can they just twist the knife a little deeper in you? Just give you a little bit more hope, and then ah, ah, ah. it is a new month though. This will be a big month for Kentucky basketball. What's what's the goal for UK basketball this month? Get out of this month with one loss. Hey, uh, one loss. If you get out of this month with one loss, what about then ten right, players? We'll all be okay. What about ten players that are healthy? Is that the goal? Just or to have seven, a, a complete game? Can we can we now, just have players? That now you're play. getting the Justin Edwards rumors of like they're going to put him on the shelf. He's not going to. You're not going to see him the rest of the year. I, I don't know if you will or you won't. I I would bet that we'd see him again. But secondly, do you do you really do you really does it really 
matter? Is Justin Edwards the is he the X factor with all this? The answer is probably not. It, but DJ Wagner is. We know that. Even last night, um, is I know Edwards is not good, but if he could have given Reed two minutes to breathe and let Reeves and Rob put oh, they could all used it. Yeah. And again, like Trey, tired Trey is not a great basketball player. He tries hard, and well, most of the time, and we love him, but he is. Uh, he needed he needed more breaks, and then when a dude got hurt, Cal did say post game I should have played Bradshaw and Uganda together more just to give Trey some minutes. But because mm-hmm. Trey and and part of it too is they were Florida did the thing where it was like oh Ugo's just going to block every shot. Well, let's bring his man out away from the basket, and then Trey's just in there leaning on a guy for forty minutes. Where where's him out? Yep, where's him out? We got some text on the grab and go text, or we got some trivia with the Corey Price. Let's do some mental workouts with some trivia with Corey Price. Also, He's got I think a busy the answer day. is he comes in. Hen- He's nice enough to to do this. Let's not make him wait. I think it's uh, Henry Cavill and Kobe Smolders. That's my guess for the woman. Henry Cavill. Cavill's the name of Superman. Superman, yeah. yeah. Let's see what was the lady's name? Kobe C O B I E Smolders. C O B I E S M U L D E R S. Hmm. We're going to have to work on that last name. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got up for trivia, Corey Price? There's uh, another trivia uh, question for folks at home. <laughs> got Barcelona uh, trivia. Big home game against the Vols Saturday, so this is uh, trivia about the Vols. If yeah. there was ever a day we could have used just like, got Unicorn the history trivia. of farts. H- history of puppies. All right. We'll put on a brave face. It's yeah. Tennessee. I might drop an F-bomb, Scoots. I hope you got the dump button ready. You better not. I hate them so much. All right, since UK's last Final Four, they have 10 losses against Tennessee, the most against any SEC uh, opponent. What SEC school does Kentucky have their second most losses against in that same time span? So since 2015, TJ, we got a a gift right here. Something we... Since 2015. It's not Florida. It's definitely not Florida. uh, Although Florida was close as of last night. They were within one of this, this school. Oh, I didn't think it'd be as close. There's been some losses to Auburn, uh, thankfully. A lot of blowout wins, though. Right. But it's, I feel like it's one or the other with them. Um, South Carolina's won four times in the last six meetings. So, Could be them. Has Does Kentucky have more than four losses to another? Fandy's got a few wins as well. Who doesn't have some wins? hey Do you want to go South Carolina? That or Auburn, but I just because I feel like the Auburn ones annoy me the most, but you're right. They might not be as numerous as we think. Yeah. All right. We'll go South Carolina. It was Auburn with uh, six. Damn it. Six losses against well, the we were, Tigers. We were, Man, we're, six we're is more than I would have thought. You, you, you went Auburn. You got that one right. I went South Carolina. So we all recall Meek scoring 54 against Tennessee in Knoxville. But what UK player has scored the most points in a single game against Tennessee in Rupp Arena? I would guess Dan Issel because he had a lot of games with uh, a lot of points. Rupp Arena opened like seven oh, years that's after. that's true. He- yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, who? Most points against Tennessee. Recent wins... I don't remember any like big performances from an individual player. No, and like I think did somebody on that 
18 team or 19 team, I think. Like, did PJ have 25 against them? But that probably wouldn't be the most to to hit home with the most. Is is this the most in a win? No, just most in a most game. most games period in a game period. Yeah. Okay. Could could just be one of your big scores from the '96 team. You can never go wrong with just. Is it weird that I think PJ twenty five points might be it? Yeah, let's just go with PJ Washington. It was Kenny Walker in nineteen eighty five with thirty three points. Damn it, that was that was the first one that came up early. Just was go it? with your gut, Roush. You should. Yeah, I should. I wasn't just thinking Kenny. He, he wasn't at the top of my list. Although uh, we talked about on Spears yesterday, Spears on Sports, that Kenny Walker called Antonio Reeves maybe the most quiet scorer in the history of UK basketball, and, and hearing his reasoning and rationale, kind of tough to disagree with him. Yeah, and the Vols stunk in the 80s, too. That was part of my thinking. I wouldn't mind if the Vols went back to stinking. Yeah. Who are the only two UK players in the John Calipari era to score at least 20 points in a single game twice against Tennessee? I think PJ is a good guess because they played so many good games against them. They did. Yeah. um, 20-point games twice. But you think... You know, Oscar was at times just a twenty-point machine. Yeah, I feel like one of those. That was one of those games that he played poorly because he didn't handle the contact well. So repeat the question just one more time. 20, 20 plus points twice. Twice in the Cal era. Yes. That man could be a lot of people because they play Tennessee twice every year. What about Deron Lamb? Yeah, but that, I that's remember. a little I off the wall. I can't remember him having one twenty-point. It's a, it's a little off the wall. Um, I don't think anybody from the eleven team. From the ten team could be that you know they they played some some, some doozies. Yeah, they, they didn't have the most consistent high scorers though. That's oh, true. What, Jamal Murray or Ulis? Could be either one of those guys. Could be either one of them. But uh, I, I feel good about PJ. All right, let's go PJ Washington. He's one of them, right? No, no. Damn it, Corey! This is your fault. What's well, not All good? my fault. Uh, who uh, could? I, yeah, I think let's go Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is one of them, yes. When do we find Tyler? There we go. People forget we just get questions wrong so frequently. That uh, people do forget we've got so that. So who's the other guy? I could see it being somebody random like Andrew or Aaron Harrison or... <sighs> okay. Um... But you make the guess because I've 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 hit the final answer button a couple times. Your time. I'm going 17 team. Okay. De'Aaron Fox. Right team. It's Malik Monk. It was Monk. Damn it! I, he was I, the better scorer. I know he was, but I you would have thought. Gosh. Yep. I should have just should have. Damn it! Damn it, Roush. You were right on it. All right. That's all right. Good try. We what? got one of them. <laughs> I'm glad we're. If, if only we we're playing horse grenades today. This team is uh, also known for making some some threes. What UK player in the Cal era has made the most three-pointers against Tennessee in a single game in Rupp Arena? Mm. Oh. That's tough. What do we think the number even is? Seven. You think seven? Seven is actually right. Wow! I've I've played the the drop on when the devil comes <laughs> get me gonna praise the Lord. with the state of us right now we'll take all the wins we can get that was great Roush way to go who in the Cal era hit seven threes against Tennessee in Rupp 
what if it, I don't remember Kellen Grady doing that, but he could have. Oh, that's not a bad, that's not a bad Because he was hot and right around And they scored 101 then. points in that game. Yeah. All right, Kellen Grady. It was Derek Willis. Derek Willis? Yeah. yeah. I knew he had a big game. In 2016, he had oh. seven threes ever up against Tennessee. But Jamal Murray was one of the people that scored over 20 twice? Yep. Wow, they were balling out that year. Derek Willis and Jamal Murray just doing their old thing. That team was fun until they weren't. Thanks a lot, uh, What do we got next? How many times has UK defeated a Tennessee team that was ranked in the top five of the AP poll? Oh. Uh, they beat a Pearl team, right? Last year, that win in Knoxville, they were top five. Okay. It was like a shocking. So there's one. So last year. and You didn't say like at Rupp, though, right? No, just, just in general. In total. So last year. Yeah, uh, the Washington team, they were number one that year when they beat them. So that's two. But what, 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 didn't Pearl? Yeah, they uh, didn't. Like I think Tubby but, got Tubby or Gillespie got one against Pearl that they shouldn't have. The uh, chest bump game. I think Tennessee was highly ranked in that one. Remember when like Tubby Smith and Romel Bradley did a big chest uh, bump? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about like who did somebody from Kentucky chest bump Bruce Pearl? That'd been hilarious. And then I think the Wall team maybe when I I, I think it's several. I, I'd, I I'm thinking it is the Wall team. The Pearl, like that was his Pearl's last stand. Or learn about that in Civil War history. Or was it? I guess the barbecue is later. Or was it wasn't that good? Pearl's necklace. Let's go. So we, I think we got two of them. How many were there? Well, that's the question. I'm asking. Yeah, I'm oh. asking how many. I'll, I'll <laughs> say six. I think there's six. Oh, okay. <laughs> six that Cal has gotten, or just oh, period? I think he just said period. Oh, period. period. Okay. Yeah. I'll go six. I'll okay, go. yeah, sure. So very close. They've done it five times. Oh. Five times being top five. You're a son of a bitch. You know that, Corey? <laughs> 1968, 2001, 2008, 2019, and last year. Okay, so it was just the OA. Oh, so they the didn't get them spin. early on. So yeah, the, the, the chest bump. Chest yeah. bump wasn't a top five one. Okay. Uh, last one. Uh, Saturday will be just the third time that UK will play Tennessee in Lexington with both teams ranked in the top 10 of the AP poll. Can you name the other two such occurrences? <laughs> that is crazy. They've, they've played so many times. and boy. The, the SEC tournament loss it, with Grady team, they were both top 10 that year. In the semifinals. 2022. Yeah. But that wasn't in, in Lexington. It wasn't oh. in Lexington. That was in Tampa. Which is about, Arena. Uh, about a half hour from, 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 from Lexington. Okay, so... Was UK, I think, the PJ Washington team. So, 19. Okay. 19 is one of them, yes. Okay. Only one more. And is that in the Cal era or just in general? Uh, the other one was before you all were born, which I know you enjoy thoroughly. I'm out. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Ernie and Bernie show, 1975. Warmer. Uh, 1968. <laughs> Okay, so Issel and them. Um, okay, um, sure. Matchup for the ages. That 68 matchup. Yep. Uh, we'll take the win. That, we'll take the win on getting people the People forget Washington that uh, Tennessee cheated in one of those games. They sent Ernie to the free throw line. Uh, wow. Grunfield. Cheaters. Yeah. We need to take a foul. break. Corey, thanks for the trivia. Uh, Thank you. Just more losing in the span of like 12 hours for all of us. Thanks a lot. Yeah. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Hour number two coming up next on Big X Sports Radio. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm 
Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, that drop is really funny, but we just have to get trivia questions right to be able to, to hear it more. Uh, it's, it's February true. 1st, 2024. This isn't the most fun day to be doing radio. Really wish the Cats would have won last night. Oh, Didn't happen. And now we get to talk about Liam Cohen. And we again. do get to talk about Liam Cohen again. As Florida was just hitting a three every other possession, you would refresh the timeline and Liam Cohen. Oh, another job. Parts, a new job. Florida hits a three. Cohen interviewing for this job. Florida hits a three. This job's interested in Cohen. It made it was my nonstop. Really made my refereeing experience more enjoyable. I'd like to thank Mr. Cohen for that. Just got to, you know what though? I regret ever being a conehead. Yeah, you you kind of jumped on that lake, kind of like I sold my Ugo stonks. I had them early, I bought early, and I sold before I could really cash it. It was, I was, it was a silly. Big defender, and he's done nothing but let me down. So if you didn't hear, the Buccaneers are interviewing him or interviewed him. I don't know if the interview's taken place or not. Right, right. Um, and then Boston College. Interested because my Green Bay Packers stole their head coach. Always love the head coach to a coordinator. Well, it's also Boston College head coaching job. It just might be the worst job in football. It's just it's such a dead end. It is a terrible job. So bad. I, I in, bet Jeff in the ACC when he got that call from Green Bay, he was probably yes, please. Yep, don't care about the money. Yes, I'm in. I'm I'm in. Just pay me in spotted cow. Because. because the ACC is a dying conference. Boston College doesn't care about athletics. That stadium is so sad. Everything going on in the nil world, I can't imagine that makes being the head coach of Boston College any easier. Co- Cohen's not going to Boston College. I would be shocked. Honestly, he- I think it'd be hilarious if he did. It'd be such a terrible decision that yeah. you can't, you couldn't do anything. Oh, he he would he would ne- he would not go. I know Halfley just went back to the NFL. Not sure if Cohen's opportunities to go back to the NFL would happen because. I do wonder how much of this seemingly eagerness to get out is just fear that he can't get back to the NFL. That's kind of... You think that's what it is? I think there's a fear. Because well, maybe, he under, he should, maybe he shouldn't have left. Because he underperformed this year. And he, well, I think he thought he was so good that there was no way he was going to struggle. And they struggled this year. And so, if they aren't good next year, then maybe all of a sudden he can't. he's got to start back from square one and be a quarterback's coach to go to be an NFL coach. Well, then bet on yourself and be good again. Yeah. And if the, all this stuff does worry me about Brock Vandegrift, and it's totally unfair and, and not warranted, really, whatever. But if if Cohen thought this offense could be good and UK could win nine games, like the NFL is going to still be there. It's not going anywhere. I don't think it has anything to do with it, though. I, I don't I, or, but it, it makes me worried a little bit because I mean, yeah, if you no, came play, out and had yeah. a huge season and turned him into a star and the offense looked good and you could say, hey, I've now done it three different quarterbacks. I've had success with them. Yeah, with Devin Leary, it wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be, but with Levis and with Vandegrift, look at me. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand why you would be a little concerned that he's looking at these other jobs. Quickly, um, I've looked at the Tampa Bay job to see who else is out there. Um, the pewter plank 
which we all know them as the most reliable Tampa Bay news source. Uh, their their headline was Buccaneers miss out on top three offensive coordinator candidates. So um, not sure they were expecting an offensive coordinator search and not sure it went very well. I don't think it's very attractive because Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans are both free agents. They're probably going to re-sign Baker. Can they re-sign Mike Evans too? Are they going to be willing to pay him? I don't know. Um, but I, I don't think they expected Canales to be a head coach for the Panthers in their division. Uh, so this is a, they're a little bit surprised. They've interviewed uh, three other guys from good offenses last year, um, including uh, Antoine Randall L. So one of your uh, greatest football player in Indiana history, Scoots. Come on, love it. Another thing about Cohen in the NFL: what if you just stayed an offensive coordinator for a while in college? That would you be cool. I think like the average NFL coordinator makes around a million. Oh, he's making double. He's going to make one point eight million this year, one point nine million next year, and that and then his deal ends. And I wouldn't imagine he'd be taking a pay cut if he wanted to. Ha- what is, what is up? Like I, I get it if you want to be an NFL coordinator, and I will say, Roush, I think you tweeted that like people at the facility aren't happy. Right. And I, I want you to get into that a little bit more. Where I would push back on that a little bit is like. You were okay with him doing the Bears, and you were okay with him. I think I don't think the Ohio State stuff was legitimate, but you were okay with him sniffing around a couple weeks ago. But now, you, now it's not. Well, you're okay with him looking out for like his best interest a couple weeks ago, but now he can't look out for his best interest. I, I, well, no, I just think there's a um, like Chinese water torture, right? The drip, it's happening, and then this weekend, it's a pretty, it's a very big weekend for Kentucky football, very big weekend. And how do you, how, how do you explain this to them, right? You, I mean, it's 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 tough, you know. It's tough when other coaches from rear rival schools are sending this to the recruits, like, "Hey, look, their offensive coordinator is interviewing for other jobs," like that. And I know that that might be uh, petty and just small potatoes, but like. Big picture wise, like this, I, I'm just, I, I think there's a very much a fans aren't the only ones that are just kind of like, all right, Liam, like, are, so are you just, are you gonna say anything? Are you gonna do anything? If I'm Stoops too, I mean Stoops went to bat for him on Monday. We're 100 percent on the same page at all <laughs> times, you know, and so I, there's just. The the more stuff there is, the harder it is to to keep everybody pulling on the same rope. I mean, we talked to all the transfers just straight. They're like, yeah, here just it feels like family. You know, it was like the Olive Garden saying they they were all just repeating it. Um, they seemed just very very happy to be there, but yet this guy's just got his eyes. His eyes are wandering, and uh, I just I'm not. I. I don't think it's also just agent looking out for him either, which is which is also disheartening. So he might be telling people that, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, uh, you'd like to think that, like behind the scenes, maybe you know he's letting Soups know, hey, they they did they do want to interview me. I am going to take it. I, there's a decent chance I'm not going to get it, so I don't think it's anything to worry about. But I'll keep you in the loop with anything that goes along. You'd like to think that they're on the same page, but when you hear 
you say that people at the facility aren't really happy with how all this is going down, it makes me think that people aren't on the same page. And that's just, uh, it's not, it's not ideal. Well, not a good spot to be in. Kind of feels like we're just waiting on him to, to leave us, which is a weird position. The other part that is frustrating in all of this, it felt like a prayer. You were just like, well, as long as the Rams coordinator job doesn't open, then he won't leave. And that was when he was much better, right? The offense was much better that year. The offense is worse, and now he's talking to everybody. That's the part that I know is frustrating fans, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Like, what? this is transactional business, but you got to scratch our backs on before you go off and do your thing. Yeah. So there's just there's a lot of frustrations right now. I get it. Looking at the way it's going, I, I don't I don't know how how much of a compared to the other guys. What what are the Bucks going to think? I don't know. I, that's also just Tampa Bay offense coordinator. Good job. I, I just uh, I'm a little uh, I'm frustrated as well. Even if it didn't happen during Rupp Arena and I was having my, my fun time it, it, this ongoing thing it just it, it everybody I was ready to move forward like I thought I thought we were moving forward on Monday with Wolford with Cohen with everything and then it's just like nope not yet not yet when do you think is it just if the Bucks hire somebody else that's we have our answer there yeah Cohen's clearly decided he's not going to make any statements because and I think that is something too because he could have done that a week or so ago. That's true. And even if he it's a great point, actually, he could he could have just said, "I'm not leaving. I'm not going like, anywhere." And yeah. it would have it could have been he could have been lying through his teeth, and we would have felt better about it. And he won't even do that because that's that's how eager his eyeballs are at other jobs. That's wild. You're right. That that I think is probably the best point made throughout all this is after that early flirtation, you'd think he'd come out even just for a recruiting standpoint, be like. I and I'm I'm here, guys. Go big blue, or just even something just simplistic. Yeah, wouldn't even have to do the Wolf of Wall Street video. But he didn't, and maybe that's because he thought, you know, I didn't get this NFL job, but what about that NFL job? At some point, though, the the merry-go-round, the coaching carousel is going to stop, and poor guy may be stuck making one point eight million dollars in Lexington, having to coach the players that he recruited to come in. Be tough. I would love to get paid one point eight million. I will say, UK to, fans will be so. It'll be such a short leash with the offense this year, and they will turn their swords towards him oh. in a split second. <laughs> and we'll just do radio the next that Monday, and probably have our swords out as well. The but hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it's not the case. Hopefully it's not the case. Hopefully but like, UK rocks and rolls, and we can all be cone heads again someday. I mean, the same thing. You know, you do all this stuff. For Wolford, and it's like, are they really going to be that much better? You know, this year probably going to be pretty, pretty mid. I hope they're better. I hope. <sighs> Don't we? The offense is going to play fast next year. We heard. Let's get to the morning grab and go Texers on the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. You do as well. One grab and go texter here says. Why does there have to be a big, grandiose take about the state of the Kentucky basketball after every loss? People can't wait to fire those off. They really cannot. There doesn't have to be. There shouldn't be. And you can't, again, when we're doing our media and people bring it up, we're going to react to it and we're going to talk about it. 
but we'll we'll have we'll have all of April to talk about that. And I'm gonna have my second kid at that point. So you guys are just gonna be stuck with Roush given the Calipari takes for a span of a few Ooh. weeks. And it's gonna everything's gonna be all right. And everything's gonna be great. But there is like that's part of um just you don't have to, but that's like that's how a lot of analysis is. You do big picture, small picture, big picture. And I think the biggest picture thing is just losing games at Rupp is like that. Just when you make a take, just, when you make a take, re- like ask yourself what could happen to this take in the next month and a half. And the people that are doing the grandiose stuff, what if this team goes on a run in March? Well, they're not. They they absolutely can. Look what's going on in college yeah, basketball it, this season. Bad losses are bountiful. They're they're all over the place. That that my big picture from um, the other day is the one that I'm just holding on hope to. Is that like, hey, they're supposed to. You know, it takes some time, right? Uh, to th- there's always lulls in a season, and hopefully, we're just in the middle of this lull, and they get out of it in time. But I mean, how many teams hit that wall at a weird time lately, and then just never course corrected? So, please course correct, please. A texter says somebody sent in a text about more medical drama with the UK doctors clearing people, but the players opting out not playing. They say the morning text I sent last night being cleared by doctors, but his dad telling him to sit out was told to my buddy from someone within the program, just to clarify the source. It's not good guys. Yeah. I mean, anybody could send in just a screenshot and say that it's from this person, meaning this thing or that thing. I, I I didn't like Cal Perry's quote, say, basically indicating that they're still going to be shorthanded on on Saturday. If they don't have Wagner against Tennessee, they're they're not going to win. I mean, he's probably more talking about Edwards, right? Probably, yeah. But so, but this texture is not. Um, I mean, if you, I will say like, Cal's quotes also about like we need to be healthy. It does seem more than like his buzzard's luck sort of. Like I, I do, he I think he did it with a do a little bit, Roush. And maybe he's doing it with Edwards. Maybe he's doing it with Wagner. I have no idea. But it doesn't seem like it does seem like he's kind of hinting at like we need our guys to play through injuries. I get that sense at least. Maybe I'm wrong about that. At least in DJ's case, if he just if he hurt his ankle earlier in the year, if he reaggravated it, yeah, it it might be a pain tolerance thing, and he didn't think he had enough. But DJ Wagner's like thought to be one of the toughest dudes. That's what I mean. So I'm not I have a hard time thinking that like if he could play, he'd just be like, I'm I'm not going and, to. And, and the other part too to that if there's Justin Edwards um drama or what oh, I don't know. He's not playing. Isn't that what people wanted? Yeah, the Justin Edwards <laughs> aspect of all this I, I, I could not care less about just and I don't think he's a problem in the locker room. There's no reason to think that he would be. Right. But just make sure he's not bringing other players down, and I, there's no reason to indicate that he's being a negative influence at all. But I don't care if he doesn't play because I, I like what the other players do better. But Wagner, you you have to, he's without him, you're you're not you're not gonna yeah. do much. No, no, you're not. A texter on the grab and go morning text line, Thornton's text line, morning text line says we should have known anything was possible with this team when they lost to the Seahawks without DJ Wagner. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I did not like the the feel of of last night. But 
Texter says, the last five years we've had this exact, oh, this exact same conversation about this time of the year. Yeah, we lost the game. We shouldn't have, and we won't win the SEC, but this team can still go on the tournament run. Yeah. I'm tired of it. That And that's, that's fair. I think that's the most, if you're kind of sick of this stuff, that's the most fair thing you can say. And I am sick of it as well. I would add, we're not even halfway through SEC play yet. They're two games out. They shouldn't be. But that's just, that's why that, ugh, that's why last night was so frustrating. I think you saw the reaction well, that you had. You win that game, Roush, you're 6-2 and two in the conference, and I think everybody's like, all right, that's an all right spot to yeah. be. And no issues and, with 6-2. And, and you two. had the game on. When you go ahead that putback, that should be the game over. Like, yeah, you should fin- two and finish five and the three. damn game. It's just one number, but it just seems so different, and it's wild. Especially with the February schedule that lies ahead. I don't think the February schedule is, like, that wild. Two games against Tennessee? No, the other one's in March. <laughs> March 1. Well, I'm, you said the February schedule. I mean, but like... I don't think the February schedule... I think you should lose to Auburn, I mean, and like, I think you should win every other okay. game. Uh, let me clarify this. I don't... March is postseason. Any regular season games in March are also February. I would just say the regular season. Okay, but that's what? One game is regular season in March? No, there's three. There's three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? It's a, it's a late... Everything, oh, everything's, yeah, we got uh, the weird calendar Everything's this late year. this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the latest the national championship can be. It's the latest selection Sunday can be. Uh, so, that the regular season finale at Tennessee is March 9th. That's yeah, so weird. You should have seen Roush's face. <laughs> it, it's, it's late. It's a late year, yeah. So, okay. that, I, I am. I'm, I'm, and I've done, oh, yeah. I do that. I try to break it down by month. And uh, I was not happy... I was not really thrilled with January. I thought it should have been a one-loss month, and they lost three. That's terrible. February, I think, should be a one-loss month, and I think March regular season, you lose that game at Knoxville, but you definitely take care of business against Arkansas and Vanderbilt at home. But they're behind schedule. If you beat Tennessee, I think, Roush, people are going to be all right. I think yeah. everything will water will find its level. But, but how many? Oh, buddy, if you don't how DJ many, Wagner, I, don't, you're, I do not feel good about okay. that game at all. Scoots, question for you: uh, What's the number that's too high for you to bet over Dalton Connect points? Thirty. Yeah. And so any, anything under thirty, you're 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 taking is over. Yeah. Okay. I would say I wouldn't mind Justin Edwards if he were healthy, like just having a little bit of run at Connect. Not that I think it'd be successful because connect scoring on everybody, but it may just be nice to throw a bunch of different dudes at him. And wait, were you talking about the Kentucky game, Roush? Yes, because that number would go down to maybe twenty six and a half. I probably wouldn't touch. What? You think Kentucky's defense is going to slow that guy down? I mean, twenty six points is still a lot. It is a lot, but he's definitely capable of doing it. I see both sides of this argument. Both sides. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Tracy glad- McGrady was at the basketball game last night." What? Yeah, he was there. They showed him on the Jumbotron. Glad we got our load management in for Wagner and Edwards in a game we will win. Oh, wait, we lost, and now there's no chance in winning the SEC regular season. When's the last time we won the regular season or an SEC tournament? That's the thing, too, though. Like, if they don't win the SEC regular season, I won't be happy about it. I'm not, I won't excuse it away. If they were to win the SEC tournament, we'd be happy about that. But they ain't going to win the SEC tournament if they have to play on Thursday. Just, it, it won't happen. And there's a chance they could if they don't get their, their you-know-what together. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, morning grab-and-go texter. Why didn't they foul down the stretch in regulation while Florida was only on the one-and-one one is beyond me. 
I had a buddy text me and I said, I think if we could take one takeaway from last night. It's that you foul when you're up three. Probably should have. It is a weird spot, though, with 16 seconds left. But what Roush said in hour number one, he said there was a moment where there was about eight seconds left. They were at the top of the key. You could have fouled. Mm-hmm. You could have, but it was – I'm, I'm – Maybe I'm wrong to do it, but I, I am willing to give a pass in that situation, except for the fact Reed Shepard being so out of position. And you can blame that on Reed. You can blame it on Cal. You can blame it on whoever you want. There's, I, I know Chris Fisher tweeted out a picture of it. I know a couple people have. He is just in no man's land on the most important possession of the game. Why? I've I, seen some people around say Cal should have called a timeout after Dillingham made his first free throw. You're up three at that point. Get your guys set for what's going to come next. This team finishes games, really. He should have called a free throw. And I know he's like... And I never say that. He's like, don't ice him, but... And that's why I don't agree with it. I I never want to do that for icing your guy. But at that point, losing's out of the equation. Call the timeout to make sure that you don't go to overtime. Because you can't lose at that point. So, like, if it was a... You had to make that free throw to extend the game. All right, well, at that point, maybe you don't ice your own dude. But with losing out of the equation, talk it over. And also, you know, maybe Dillingham would need to step away from the line. Maybe that wouldn't hurt to just do a reset. I didn't feel great when he was the one that was fouled to begin with. Anybody who jumps a little bit on their free throw is going to make me a little nervous. The So, I see what you're saying, TJ. Are you a person who uh, is, for like generally speaking, Anti or four fouling uh, down three, or fouling up three. It's situational to me, but I'm usually let it play out. So I don't like being. I'm I'm like a hard and fast rule, and my rule is typically I don't like it because I want to see teams make threes, but I think it's the right thing to do. So my rule now is yes, I basically my rule came true, but it was my team that caught it cost them. I wanted to see. I like seeing late threes to tie the game and go over overtime. Not when it's Kentucky, though. Come on. So I think the correct answer is always foul of three. Yeah, again, that situation's tough, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. You, in hindsight, Just damn it, win the game. You needed to win that game. Gosh. Gosh. Rob, it's a free throw. They free. <laughs> and, and maybe you don't have Reed take the ball out of bounds there. You had a timeout to to get this stuff, to talk about this stuff. That's bad. That was bad. Bad loss. People are frustrated, understandably so. Texter says, "Thanks for talking us off the lead, TJ. I'm going to. Oh well, we won't. We don't need to get into the the specifics and the graphics. No, I'm sure it was very graphic. But I I, w- I wouldn't as much as it stinks and as much as it does put you in a tough spot in the SEC standings and it does hurt your seating." I wouldn't let one free throw total without your starting point guard totally change your outlook of what this team can or can't do. Florida what? was desperate for a big win. You still needed to win the game. I'm not. I, I, I'm like. I'm arguing with myself eternally anytime I say anything like that. But Roush, it is the right thing to say. Like this team can still be really, really good, and it can still beat anybody in the country on any given night. But unfortunately, they they are. Bad enough defensively to let anybody keep staying the game with them. Anybody. And that, when you have to get stops, 
UK basketball fans are so unused to this, just getting scored on left and right and not having somebody that can do much about it. But you learn something at the five position, and if you get that Uganda moving forward and he can keep growing and getting a little bit better, then that can help you defensively. That's another thing is, like, what if UK didn't block eight shots last night from Uganda specifically? Dude, how... I mean, they had 14 wanted, over. They had 14 blocks last night, and they love, still gave up 94 points. I would love to just be here talking about how great Uganda was because you could see how he was affecting shots. Because oh, yeah. the, eight, the eight blocks is just what he got a hold of. Mm-hmm. Right? How many more? In some of the shots, you had to be impressed with Florida. Were there, they were shooting some rainbows just to get it over. There's a couple times that he forced people to throw, kick it back out, which sometimes would lead to a three. But like they were thinking about Uganda. And other teams will as well. And UK needed something a little bit more consistent from the five position. Maybe it can be him. And if you can get a consistency at that level, you can win a national championship as much as people today don't want to hear that. But it is true. Hmm. You know what else is true? Coffee's delicious. I'd like to go make some more if that's cool. Take our final break. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get to I don't know where we'll even be on the Thornton's text line, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get to we'll get to where we're going, and we'll tell Scoots to suck it. Cause I, I you know what, Scoots, I'm just I, you know what, you can suck it, buddy. I'm taking my frustrations out on you, pal. Okay. Well, we just won't do the last half hour of the show then, if that's how you feel. Because <laughs> I have yeah. all the power over here. In case okay. you forgot, if, uh, all the power in what sense? Yeah. What are you gonna I do? Just play ads for thirty minutes? Take, take you don't the think, show off the. I you, can, you don't the, think we'd come in there? You, I could, the, you don't think we'd come in there and do something? I'll about send it to national real quick. You're gonna do the, 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 the scooter dingus show? You don't think we could figure it out? Talk Hoosier basketball? No, I don't think you could figure it out. Yeah. Once I get it on national, y'all. I was are gonna done. take your side and say that was unnecessary from Roush, but <laughs> you I know can't, what? You know, I'm a little. Let's go get a pillowcase, fill up with bars of soap, beat the hell out of him. I'm not gonna do that. Scoot, you're a good guy, all right, buddy. Wink, wink. We'll be back one final segment. Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. That's a good point. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. I'm Nick Roush. He's TJ Walker. That's Scooter Dingus. And Scoots, I owe you an apology. Hey. I, I, I was lashing out. I, you know, I'm just, I'm upset. Yeah, That's I didn't, a, I didn't lose last night for Kentucky, okay? You're right. I you're had right. nothing to do with it. I just, Don't be mad at me. It was so much fun being a Rupp Arena. You know, I even changed my tune on the Rupparina ice cream. Whoa. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not – it was better than I remembered it, and it's it's fine soft serve. Wow. I think that's the first time in over five years, I think, that you've ever like, walked back Backtrack to take. Yeah. yeah. I very rarely do that, but I, like, had some. I was like, you know what? This is better than I remember it. I, I still think it's, like, just – it's soft serve. I don't know if there's anything – Oh my God, this is so special. It's a little bit sweeter, but yeah, no, I, I had a great time at Rupp. It was fun. Just be glad you were there, Roush, because on the TV broadcast, if I heard anything else about freaking Rupp Arena ice cream and Jay Billis, I was going to lose it. Why don't they the, give the, the other crew game. members ice cream? Right. It ain't, it ain't right. Drove me nuts. 
it's the best arena in the world because they have the best ice cream. Right, Otherwise, it's Fog Allen. Want to hear about Kentucky going 10 of 22 on layups? Or would you want to hear about Shady Ray's polarized sunglasses? Oh, polarized Shady sunglasses. Uh, the sun's out today. <laughs> so sun is out. That that's under fifty percent on layups. Um, oh, you all said the sunglasses. Sunglasses. Oh, okay. Forty yeah, percent so on. Forty percent is for the promo code Big X at ShadyRays.com. Polarized sunglasses. They've got the new arrivals. percent. They've got all styles. You can shop by fit or your activity. They've got a money-back guarantee after 30 days. You don't like it. They don't fit. They don't look good on your face. Then nothing's going to help you. Just kidding. You can get something else. Send them back. They'll pay you your money back. And if you like your sunglasses, so much so that somebody else also likes them and steals them, man, who's Denny Hamlin? Is he a racer? Race car. Race yeah, car he's uh, Michael My Jordan's goodness team. gracious. They've got a pair of Denny Hamlin sunglasses that are purple. Mm-hmm. Sharp. Oh my heavens! Yeah, I'm a huge fan of those. Would I? Would I? Would I? Would I, would I look weird? Would I look weird in those though? Like those are <laughs> those are those are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, go check them out. The Denny Hamlin edition. ShadyRays.com. You can save forty percent on those. So I'm seeing that price, and I'm imagining just forty percent off. They're the Oakmont shades. The Denny Hamlin edition. They're sharp. I like them a lot. If somebody's looking for a gift for Valentine's Day, ideally my wife. You can go, you know, but nothing wrong with a little bro love. Somebody could just be a big fan of the radio show and send me some of the Dan. Dan maybe Shady Rays is listening. I'm wearing my Shady Rays shirt today. They've got the UV Same. shirts. More twinsies. I've, I'm going to be driving around. I've got a busy day. I just wanted to be comfortable. Gosh, I'm just so happy the sun's out, too. Feels like it's rained. Well, you're leaving, though, right, when it's getting nice out. Oh, it's about to be 60 in Alabama this weekend. That's true. Which, no, it's not uh, like you're going north. Scoots, my neighbor went golfing yesterday. So, are you going to try to get out there Ooh, next few days? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday was not a good weather day. Oh, and he still went. <laughs> Maybe I'll – yeah, I need to get out there soon. Got to get out there get loose. All right, if they're doing Denny Hamlin – Where are these shady freaking Denny Hamlin ones? If they're doing Denny Hamlin Shady Rays, you think they could do some roll call edition Shady Rays. TJ Walker. Yeah. We've we, – Think of all the hundreds of dollars we've given them over the years. Love the pictures yesterday on your 10-year anniversary, by the way. Love oh. the classic WXVW logo. Yeah, I just Big did X. Facebook. Like, I just search bar my name and radio, and those are kind of what had come up. And it was a throwback for a lot of good ones. Uh, yeah, when I just dressed up as Mr. Larson on the backside of <laughs> Churchill Downs on Halloween. Oh, man. And nobody else dressed up. Oh, and the, the best part of that all was that we were back there. Like, Steve Asmussen, who's one the biggest horse races in the world sands the Kentucky Derby. Just like walking in and sees Mr. <laughs> Morrison sitting there. And then the well, first picture, again, if you're not my friend on Instagram or Facebook, you uh, the, you're not the, missing out. Don't don't, the, don't feel like you have the, to ask. The coat on? Yeah, Trevor, the first day, that big X. He's like, yeah, uh, we got to have a picture for the podcast. Normally, we just make everybody on their first day put this on for a silly picture. And I put it on, and he was laughing. He took the picture, and he's like, nobody's ever done that. <laughs> like I'm, he was like, I'm just messing it's, with that's you. That's the worst prank ever. If, if y'all are New Girl fans, it's a Winston Bishop prank. Like, I was just, just like, so Such a small prank that, like, is it actually a prank? No. And that was my podcasting picture until Roll Call started. So until you came into the picture, that was we my still, picture. We need to change that picture. We should change that picture. I agree. Yeah, no, it was uh, – and then there was the – Sweet 16 and 2014, where I just had it then at my my girlfriend for like four months. I was like, hey, she's a L fan. Let's talk. Come on, talk sports. 
when in reality, I think I was just trying to impress her and just be like, hey, I'm on radio. What do you think about, <laughs> what do you think about that? And that's how Lucy got here. That Just nine years later. <laughs> or eight years, or however math works. But no, uh, those pictures were funny. Five zero two. You're oh yes, yeah, you are wearing your gray shady rays. I am looking good. Well, you, th- you think I was making that up? I just didn't see the shady rays logo. I see it now. Come on, forty percent off promo code Big X. Let's get to the text line, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, we'll just start from the bottom up. Roush carrying water for his bum, Mark Soups, and his staff—a tale as old as time. I'm carrying water. I didn't really get the sense that Roush was carrying water. I don't think we finished grab and go. Uh, oh, well, it'll be fine. Yeah, we did. I don't think so. I mean, we, I'm at the one at 746. We took our first break before then, didn't we? Did you refresh your text line? Because I still got five over here. That we oh, didn't get to. I did Would refresh. You, well, why don't you read it, David? All right, I got it. I got Can it. Can you not read I, I got Scoots? It. No. All right, I'm sorry. I got a little. <laughs> Going to use my winnings from Reeves 3 plus 3's made prop to buy a buttload of snacks from Thornton's. Thanks, TJ. She and Scoots for the tip. I uh, I don't I, know if I went Reeves plus three. I did the emotional Scoots? hedge mm-hmm. plus seven and a half, and it was going to be perfect. The Cats were going to win by three or something. Mm-hmm. Florida's going to cover. Kentucky was going to win. Uh, <laughs> I like Florida with the number. I like Florida over 82 points. I was big on DJ Wagner props. Uh, yeah, I had a good gambling night, unfortunately. I, I, told, like, I told the wife that I was like, hey, bet DJ Wagner, and she did, blah, blah, blah. And then right before the game, I was like, he's out. He's not playing. She was like, so I lose that money? I was like, no, no. They'll, yeah, they'll, re- they'll refund yeah. you. But. I had it in a uh, same-game parlay with Kentucky Moneyline. So that one kind of hurt. I, I told Gil, I was like, I don't really want to bet Kentucky at minus 355 on the money line, And then they end up losing. That's why you don't do it. Uh, okay, Grab and Go Texter says, three quick observations about the game. Didn't know Justin Edwards has a, gust- a custom Justin Edwards icy chain. I'm 40 and could could get at least one straight line drive. Defense is not optional. I, I it's just a it's it's a few players defensively. All of them will make some mistakes. None of them are great elite defenders. Uganda is a is turning into a pretty good shot blocker, obviously. But none of them are great, and there's a couple that are just really bad. He, but they play hard. He mentioned, uh, I know, I know, we weren't you weren't really talking defense, but he mentioned DJ, and I felt like hell. Reed only had three turnovers too. That's actually really good. There was just a couple times where you thought that players made plays they otherwise wouldn't normally make if DJ was handling the ball more. There was like a silly Rob turnover late where he's driving to the basket and kind of just loses the ball that you felt like DJ normally doesn't make. There was one time where Reed got baited into one of their double teams on the baseline. Yeah. Here's here's something defensive related. How many times could they have just doubled the guy and you would have somebody just leave the double team to go back on their man who didn't get the ball passed to them? Can can the bigs while you're there just trap his ass? Oh, what's gonna happen? You're either gonna get it still or they get a layup. So what? Like we're, I'm all for just going boom or bust, and it, it happens sometimes, and you see the results of Dillingham or somebody being a little bit aggressive. But you know what? So what? Let's go all out on being aggressive. Maybe we lose at Rupp when DJ's out last night and Wilmington. It sucks, but nothing to do but move on. I still love this team. I like the positive. I like the positivity. 
I'll, I wouldn't let one free throw change your overall expectations. If you, before last night you thought this team could win a national championship, you should still think that. If last night you didn't, or before last night you didn't, that's not, that's fine, but don't change your opinion regardless. It, it was one free throw. Could change everything from a seeding and an SEC standing standpoint, but it really shouldn't change your big picture. It, it just shouldn't. I uh... – I like the person who's texting him while listening live. Never know what the twists and turns we're going to get with these Jim Daly ad reads. They're quite something. Yeah, this one, we're just listening. It's like, sexting. <laughs> hey, wait, what? Oh, the one yesterday was... It was, <laughs> was like, I'm going to run through a scenario for you, and you tell me if this is inappropriate. A guy likes a co-worker who's not giving him the time of day. He goes up and caresses behind her back. She says no. He pushes her up against the wall. <laughs> Do you find this inappropriate? And it's like, uh, yeah. I, and I think that's probably crossing the line. But then this is why this advertising so great is he goes, what if I told you that was a scene from Star Wars? And I'd be like, whoa! <laughs> what? You're just throwing in random scene from Star Wars? So now every time I hear one of those ads, I'm like, what movie is it? What movie is it? What movie is it? Uh, I don't know what sexting movie it was. I'm still wrapping my brain around it. What was the one where it was like the call is coming from? In, that was a phone call, not text. Scream. But, yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, no. maybe a scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that was one of them. But that, I think there was one previous. That was phone that. calls. But yeah, I, 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 uh, I love them as well. Got a really nice thing going here. Texter on the morning grab-and-go texters that we missed. Our bad. Uh, Liam Cohen can take out a suck it and suck it. I'd really just rather have a new OC at this point. I do wonder if Stoops would ever just be like, you're fired. No, too much money. Too much money for sure, but yeah. at some point, if he, doesn't want to, if he really doesn't want to be here, he should just go somewhere else. And I would say, like, in all seriousness, and there's no reason, like, again, I do fall back to that logic that if you're all right with him looking out for his best interest three weeks ago, then what's the harm in doing it right now? But at some point, you also just need to be committed to UK. If Stoops did get a sense that he wasn't invested in his job, he's gone out recruiting, he's sent out offers. But if Stoops got a sense that he was kind of slacking, then that is a serious problem. Him going out and looking for NFL jobs, whatever it is what it is yeah taking but, taking zoom meetings like how much is that but you know? he, he still needs to obviously this is a huge year for uk football it, this is a big one for just like where the program goes are we are we're stalled right now it seems like we take a step back roush a lot of people are going to be worried that maybe stoops never can can take future steps forward or you take a step forward in this new age sec and college football playoff and who knows what the future holds it's a big year and he's interviewing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. Is it also is just every OC job just going to have him as a candidate forever? It's ridiculous. I was surprised I, he wasn't on I, like the Packers DC shortlist. I do think that uh, his agent is under strict play calling only gigs because you didn't nothing ever came from the Titans one, um, and that's that's what the Bears and the Bucks gig has in common. It's just like they have defensive coaches. So, ten and twenty-two on layups last night. I don't. It's just the grossest thing. And now, granted, six of them were, I think, two possessions for Ugo. <laughs> you know, so uh, which, like, part of it, it, he gets a little. He he gets he he plays hot potato. 
Yeah, he gets a little squirrely. Yeah. He'll do a lot of things right, and then sometimes you can just see him shorthand it, short arm it, and, and kind of get it in his own head. He'll get sometimes stuck between banking it in and just trying to swish it in as well. He's growing as a player. Man, the idea of him next year is freakish, right? Like, if he could – but but if he keeps this up, he'll yeah. go pro this year, and that will be totally understandable. But the idea of him and maybe Jaden Quaintance on the front court, that's fun. That's physical. Did, that's, did you have any sort of um, – I know you're not one to do this. Or doing him. But the freaking out like, oh, my gosh, Bradshaw and you go together. Cal wants to play them together. Do you, is that – because of the minute distribution, I, I wasn't totally against it last night, but it wasn't my favorite lineup. I, I mean, it, it. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, not my UK's favorite best either. Options, but, but you had to give Trey some breaks, and you probably, probably should have given him more. Yeah. Just with how, unfortunately, poor he, he was. It is just a shame, too, that Bradshaw is what I feared he would be. Shame. A dude just can't stay healthy. He was good. Dude, he was that, really good. His finishes were awesome. He had, what was it? Seven points in 15 minutes. And and six, five of them were in – he just came off the bench and, like, back-to-back back just went at the rim and finished. Yep. Awesome. Like, him not staying healthy either is – not having him the final 10 minutes. Here's, and, I, and, again, play some Trey Mitchell at the five again with a dude at the four. Again, small sample size. doesn't matter because a dude can't stay healthy. But, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, quick question. Um, you, know, you know, I don't think you're watching a lot of NBA either, but why does it feel like – the NBA guys are all jump shooters, and when I think of the NBA, I think of jump shooters, but in college, it's the guys who can play through physicality that are the ones that I want the most. Like, is that is there a disconnect there? Maybe maybe this is the Wednesday and the synapse is not connecting all the way. I don't know. I think most would agree with that, no? Right. You want physical physical players? Yeah, but you but that's not like a desired thing in the NBA. Oh, well, there, yeah, every, every team will have kind of one... Okay. One, one guy. Yeah. And we also just had the most physical guy ever, and people got kind of tired of it. You're never really going to have, like, the 04 Pistons again where all those guys were kind of tough, like, physical. I mean, it would be awesome. Tayshaun Prince was kind of the guy that you felt like you could you could bully around, but you'd bully him into Ben Wallace. Hmm. But just nice try. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. That team was fun to watch. A mm -hmm. uh, couple texters here. Let's start from the bottom. Cohen. Can and should walk. He's a snake. Uh, another one says he was about to get fired in L.A. Stoops saved him. This, this is the thing. I don't think he was getting fired in L.A. But um, yeah, I I think a lot of folks are uh, fed up. That, that's an interesting dynamic. You saying that now? What will probably end up happening? And like he's not going to get the Bucks job, and then in ten days, you know, every bygones will be bygones, and everybody will just move on. But that is intriguing that people at UK just aren't like aren't happy with it. Could it be sour grapes that they're not getting the calls for NFL jobs? Uh -huh. uh, Reed has played defense like that all year long. He plays more like a zone while everybody else is playing man. It feels like he's been asked to do that either to help with rebounding, pick and pass, or help double teaming. He's still the best all-around basketball player on this team. Oh, I don't think anybody's blaming. I mean, I'm blaming Reed for being out of position this on that Situational final shot, awareness. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still obvious. Nobody's saying he doesn't need to be on the floor. He needs to just have, yeah, and again, maybe that's maybe that's on Cal for not calling a timeout to get them all set and where they need to be out on the floor. But yeah, Reed absolutely has to be out there. And again, I think everybody knows that between Reed, between who who it really is, but three of those four guards, you feel good about the backcourt. 
You'll have some questions defensively, but you'll feel good about whoever it is offensively and what they're going to be able to do. Can they just get enough stops? That's going to be the question we'll be asking ourselves every single game the rest of the year. I understand people wanting them to foul at the end, but there's 15 seconds left. Then you might say, well, wait till it's under eight, then do it. But this team has had a hard enough time understanding defensive principles where they need to be on the floor. They probably screw up fouling a guy and do it while they're shooting the three. I'm fine with not fouling. Just guard the three and give up a layup. And that's Cal said that's what he told him to do, was you can give up a two, just defend the perimeter. And then, of course, unfortunately, we love him. But Reed Shepard's five feet off his guy on the perimeter yeah. for no reason. To help out into the interior, which you were not supposed to do, but again, maybe a timeout could have could have helped there. But then Dillingham missed it, so you didn't get a chance to call the timeout, but you would have been up four, so it wouldn't have really mattered if you had made it and you called the timeout. It bad all around. And that's how you lose the game. And we saw it unfold and it stinks. Uh Cohen's interviews today. Uh, yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I, I know if we said that or not. The yeah. Arkansas basketball story is crazy. They got a well. they got a road win at uh, Missouri yesterday. Yeah, I never know. Or uh, yeah, we we okay. read some of these, uh, and then it was up to. Uh, can we stop trying to say Reed has a high basketball IQ? The defensive awareness all game was atrocious. I don't know if all game is the correct answer. Although he does just fly to like block shots to contest where it's like, maybe you stay on your feet to close out instead of jumping. Cause you're not going to block him. He had that sweet block though. That was cool. And we like that. Yep. I, I, I think he is a, he's just, he's got some limitations defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, really good text here. Never going to give up on this team. That's not how I consume sports, which is like, that's a very normal thing to say. And I think I've only given up twice in my lifetime. That's why I can't understand just the, the people that are you can just guarantee to whine and moan. And, and, and even like my giving up is I still watch all the games. I just have no expectations for yeah, them. I, like I, last like, year, I, I was like, this team isn't going to go. Like anymore. you only get so many seasons in your life, folks. Like you, there is a there is an end date on this. You only get to enjoy so many UK basketball seasons. And, the, and, and I know people are listening that are like, and that's why I just can't stand this. But you only like – I, we're all frustrated when they lose, but you only get so many of them. You should try to enjoy them while you can. And if you just need a little bit of perspective, at least this season's not Louisville season. Like, at least we're still thinking, well, maybe they're not going to be able to go to the Final Four this year. That would stink. We need to get back to the Final Four. It's been far too long. But have fun with it. It's supposed to be fun. And... Be irrationally upset when they lose because that's sports and that's all right too, but don't let it just turn you into a miserable, sorry sap. The part, the point that the texter made though is he is worried about seeding. You mentioned the other day how big the difference is between three and a four seed and getting to a three seems like an uphill battle now, which is 100% true. I don't think three is an uphill battle yet, but it's... You have to win these some of these games. That The part of it is is there's... This team has are, has played with a thin margin of error, and it's becoming thinner. Yeah, no, that's that that's you fair. Uh, you you really need the Tennessee game on Saturday, and I just am worried that like if you don't have Wagner, it may be a non-starter. But seeding will be important, and guess what? It's important until it's not, and then you get seeded, and you say, well, you just then then you have to go find a way to win. This team's going to be in the big dance. They're going to have a chance. Not trying to rhyme. And I, I will like 
we'll need to see their draw, but they're going to be able to score on anybody. Texter says, Indiana Tim here. Well, that sucked. Plenty of talent to win games, but this team is not making the winning plays. That That's a, that's one concerning thing about talking about their March expectations or what they can and can't do is they, they just, other Cal teams, they found ways to go win games. This team, unfortunately, hasn't done that yet, but they haven't played a game in February yet. Plus, Cal is making way too many in-game blunders. Can't test Reeves, or I think can't test Reeves nine minutes, but not rest Reed. 37 assistant coaches, but no timeouts or smart substitutions. Wow. Can't rest Reeves is what they were saying. Well, I, I think they weren't resting Reeves out of wanting to. He had picked up his third foul. And UK's thought process, Indiana Tim, was if Reeves picks up his fourth foul, Roush, with 13 minutes left, then you're sitting him, and then when you're playing him, you're having to play him passively. Don't foul. Don't contest. And this team already – that's a thing. When somebody gets in foul trouble on this team, they're already not that good defensively. So then when they have to play sort of relaxed defensively and not overly aggressive, they're just – they're really bad at that point. So the the rest wasn't for Reed for Reeves because he needed the rest. It was because he was in foul trouble. Why didn't they foul down the stretch? I can't lie. This Liam Cohen dance is cracking me up. It, it almost just seems like UK fans are being trolled by some sort of higher power. Yep. Over the ever like, and it started. It really started after the Wisconsin win in 2014, and since then, it's just been like, how cruel can we make things while also giving you hope, and. We're going to win nine games. We're not going to score more than 20 points per game. And then we're finally going to get a good offense, but he's only going to leave immediately. Then come back. Then leave again. This is Liam Cullen. Watch 4.0. Genuine question. What does it mean to accept a loss? (laughs) People aren't accepting losses. I, uh, the the alternative to not accepting a loss is what? Being a whiny baby. I'll, I'll take the alternative to that. Wetting your diaper, I'm out on that. I have enough close calls throughout my car rides. Would love a diaper. <laughs> oh, another coach gets the best win of his tenure at Rupp. Yeah, that sucks. And they had had a it quad, does. He had never had a quad one win. And I definitely that's that's sad. I, and that guy's kind of a goofball. But I think he's an all right coach. That's crazy. He's never had a quad one it, win. It might get him into the tournament. And I do think there's a bunch of there are plenty of examples of where like. UK teams just aren't as like sharp in some areas as they were. And I'm sure that's probably on coaching. Cal's older. Some of the stuff he says, just again, you, you should never get too caught up in anything that he says, but he just doesn't seem at times as like witty with the media and maybe he's just tired of it, but that's part of it. If he's tired with that, he may be tired with coaching the, all the little fine delicacies that go into it. I think we've got a really good staff. I think they've done a, a solid job. But there are areas to be beyond nitpicky with this team. And not being able to close out halves, Roush, when you can play well for 18 minutes yeah. and then the final two you don't, that's not right. And that's not yeah. the way that it should be. We only got 30 seconds. That's what a texter brought up. It's like, hey, executing critical situations. That Same thing with football, same thing with basketball. You're good enough to win. Just win, damn it. Finish. Learn how to finish. Tyree Samuel getting a superstar whistle here. Pickles are not gross. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. Oh, yeah. Pickles are real gross. Real gross. All right, everybody have a great Thursday. It'll be all right.
don't change your overall expectations. We really need to beat Tennessee and enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Thanks to Corey Price. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.